Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. So um, our case is that of a 67-year-old male who was referred to our PH clinic after an echo revealed an elevated pulmonary artery systolic pressure of 80. Um, backstory is that over 10 years ago, he had developed dyspnea on exertion and a chronic nonproductive cough. Um, he was evaluated in pulmonary clinic. A CT chest was notable for architectural distortion, reticulation, bronchiectasis. He was sent for a surgical lung biopsy, and wedge biopsies re- revealed cellular nonspecific interstitial pneumonia. He was started on azathioprine. It was actually stable for many years, both from a symptomatic standpoint and with serial pulmonary function tests. Unfortunately, azathioprine had to be discontinued due to elevated serum amylase and lipase. And several months later, he started to develop increased dyspnea on exertion and increased fatigue. So it was at this point that a repeat CT chest was obtained. I'll let you, get, let you take a look through it. But basically, um, you can see some evidence of architectural distortion bilaterally, some traction bronchiectasis, reticulations with a little bit of subpleural sparing. Um, suggestive of bilateral pulmonary fibrosis with a lower lung predominance. He had repeat pulmonary function tests done, which showed a reduction in his uh, FVC, FEV1, and diffusion impairment, as evidenced by the quite low DLCO. Um, Unfortunately, lung volumes were not obtained, but based on these numbers, we can ascertain that he had a restrictive ventilatory defect, which goes along with what we're seeing on the CT. Um, One year prior, his FEV1 and DLCO were slightly better, now slightly worse. He had an echo performed, um, and the second video will start shortly. But this echo showed um, moderate enlargement of his RV, as well as a moderate reduction in the systolic function. His RV to LV ratio is calculated as greater than one. Tapsy was 16 millimeters. Um, There was also uh, some systolic and diastolic septal flattening, suggestive of RV pressure and volume overload. Interestingly, he had an echo four years prior, which showed normal RV systolic function and normal RV size as well. He was then referred for a right heart cath. Um, I have the numbers up here for you to see, but uh, his PA pressures were elevated. Systolic was 59 with a mean PA of 38. Wedge was 9. Cardiac output of 5.5, and his PVR was elevated at 5.27. Ino um, was administered without any really significant uh, hemodynamic response. His mean PA didn't really budge. It was at 36, um, and his wedge didn't budge either. So this was suggestive of pre, or pre-capillary pulmonary hypertension. So it was at this point that the patient was started on subcutaneous triprosinil, and on the table, on the middle column, you'll see his repeat right heart cath about eight months later on subcutaneous triprosinil. And there is some improvement in his PA pressures. His PA systolic went down to 48. His mean went down to 27. Um, his PVR improved to 3.83. Um, and so, and also clinically and symptomatically, he reported improved dyspnea and improved fatigue. Unfortunately, he had multiple side effects from the medication, including a lot of site infections. And so, unfortunately, at that point, they transitioned to oral troprostanol. He continued to develop progression in his symptoms, and so he was ultimately referred for a lung transplant. Um, his repeat right heart cath shortly before his transplant, um, and this was purely on oral troprostanol. Largely stable, maybe slight worsening in his mean PA pressures and in his PVR. 
And about eight months after referral, he actually underwent a single left, left orthotopic lung transplant and has been doing well from a respiratory standpoint. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.